there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com sbo terms and conditions apply this is your typical radio ad while eating a crunch bar this is automatic of autos used cars this weekend only we're having a whale bring the kids See for yourself. It is huge. You're going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. Well, who have we got flying with us today on Alan Eyre? He's an English comedian, he's a film actor, he's a presenter and writer. You may know him from Fresh Me, Bad Education and Travels with My Father. It's Prince Charming himself, Jack Whitehall. This is the final boarding call for Jack Whitehall. This is the final boarding call for Jack Whitehall. This is the final boarding call for Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall, can you please come to the gate? Jack Whitehall, Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall, Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall. Thank you. And look who we've got on board. It's Jack Whitehall. Hi, Hello. Jack. Hello, hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Why did you choose Alan Eyre as a... Uh, as a I, ha- I had a very good business class lounge. <laughs> the finest alcoholic beverages oh, and yeah. afternoon refreshments. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a bit of day <laughs> nothing drinking. Nothing wrong with a bit of day drinking. No. I miss that. The most, whenever I'm abroad in America, coming back here and remembering that it is acceptable to drink before midday. I know it is. And also, you know, like when I used to have um, some Americans on Chatty Man, they were like, you know, I had free wines and I woke up on the kitchen floor and then I realised I had to go to rehab. And I was like, my dog box is my second home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You don't wake up on a squeezy bone or like half <laughs> yeah. eaten dog chew. Good night. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for coming here. What are you like as a traveller? Why do you travel? Obviously, you are you're a star now. You work in LA. Is travelling still fun for you? Yeah, I love travelling. I uh, I use travel as relaxation. I use it as adventure. I love um, sort of escaping my life uh, sometimes by going on. Um, intrepid travels across the broad. Uh, I've also uh, managed to 
um, use it for professional purposes as well, which has been quite useful. Uh, so yeah, I use travel in in many different ways. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I love it. I, lo- I love um, I love traveling. And what's been the best place you've ever gone to? The best place I've ever gone to. Um, I really loved going to Australia. It had been years in yeah. in in the making going to Australia. I'd always wanted to go, and then I I went to Australia, uh, and I did um like a couple of months there, and I absolutely loved it. I loved uh, Australians. I loved the cities that I went to. I loved the. Um, I was about to say culture, but famously not. <laughs> quite as much as of that i'm sounding like my dad now <laughs> you are no i did i literally dad. went headlong into a michael whitehall uh <laughs> ism uh but no I, I i just i loved i loved everything about it i really enjoyed australia i like the way they stick an o on the end of everything don't you as well because yeah. I, I worked over there and they're like you know the woman down there with the flat shoes and the crew cut is a lasso <laughs> <laughs> And they're so blunt, but I yeah. love it. You know where you stand with an Aussie. Exactly. And uh, and as I alluded to earlier, like that's one of the problems with travelling sometimes is that you feel bad about some of your British idiosyncrasies and you go to Australia and if anything, you feel better about them because they drink more than us, they swear more than us, yeah. they're more uncouth than us. <laughs> it's uh, they, they are definitely like our cousins. You can, yeah. you can sense that when you're travelling around there. Yeah, a lot of sea bombs. Wow. And as a comedian as well, it's a great place to sort of go and tour and do stand up comedy because they just couldn't give a toss. (laughs) You can say (laughs) anything there. And that's quite liberating as well. I enjoy that aspect of it. And what's this? You did a show because you're going on tour again, aren't you? Yeah. But what is it? Baby steps or you got it set in mind where you're going to go? Didn't someone slag your hair off? You've got lovely, yeah. You've got lovely hair. I'm glad you saw that. They're oh. on Twitter saying that my hair was part of my brand and I need to desperately get a haircut because I've betrayed my fan base and betrayed my brand by having this long hair. No, I'm more than just hair. a haircut. It's lovely hair. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, it's not going anywhere. I oh, know. Look at my fucking hair. Look, it's just. Uh. Oh, this is being recorded as well. So will you be going uh, touring all around the world when you finally do your tour? Yeah, I think so. I'd like to go to Australia and and, and the States uh, this time round. Uh, I didn't get the chance to go to America last time uh, I was doing a tour because the pandemic came along and I had to cancel a load of dates. So that's still on my wish list. But yeah, I'd definitely like to go back to Australia and do some shows out there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I haven't done it for what, three years? So I've just started going back up on stage and yeah. remembered how much I enjoy it. <laughs> but it's so nervous, isn't it, when you go up there with, like, no jokes and you just got to do that first joke and you it, don't know whether people are going to like it and you just fought oh, it up or whatever. I mean... It makes you it feel makes alive, you... though, doesn't it? Like, when you do a joke as well, especially when you're trying it out for the first yeah. time, like, that experience of doing a new bit that you think is so good and doing it in front of, like, a crowd full of people and it just, like, playing to absolute silence is like it, it's a it's like it's a it's a strange feeling yeah. to describe because obviously it's like soul crushing yeah but as well it's like getting it's like getting punched in the face it's like that thing where just all of the blood is rushing to your head and yeah. your fight or flight kicks in and you you then have to kind of win the audience back round and normally they probably haven't even noticed because unless you've really laid it up on a plate yeah, they haven't yeah. it's been so bad that they haven't even realized it was an attempt to the punchline but i do quite enjoy it in a in a sadomasochistic way yeah. like there's mm. there's nothing else like that there's no other experience of just doing a joke and it not 
landing and they're being complete tumbleweed. And I've definitely had a few of those moments. I'm not really selling the prospect of coming to see me on tour. By the point I am actually doing live shows, they all would have been eradicated. But at the moment, there is a fair amount of silence. But you've got to start. That's what people don't understand. You start out and it's going to be like, you know, at best. Yeah. 70 shot, 70 percent shy, 30 percent good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a gig in um in Islington and it was the first time I come back after two fairy. Hmm. So everyone loved that show and, and then I died on my ass. I didn't even finish the ten minutes. As I walked off, the post-it note with my jokes on fell out my hand and stuck to the floor. I had to come back on oh, and no. physically pick my jokes off the floor and you know my fat fingers and I've got no nails and I was there just scraping up my jokes to silence and I thought what a fucking metaphor for how this gig's gone scraping it off the floor as if anyone would steal this post-it note anyway (laughs) the worst is if you'd come back on in 10 minutes time after they'd all filed out and you'd seen a couple of like red lines through some of the the topics and they'd like no that needs work Drop that bit. That would definitely be in the 70% shite bracket. Last time I was doing work in progress, I decided it would be a fun gimmick at the beginning of the show to come out in a full mime outfit and do as long as I could off the show in mime. I thought it would be hilarious because they've come to see work in progress. They've bought tickets. They don't know what the show is. And maybe I have taken it in a new direction. And I went out. It was at the O2 in Shepherd's Bush, so quite a big crowd as well of paying punters. And I walked out and I and I really I was like, I'm gonna commit to this no matter what happens, I'm doing this bit. And I went out as the mime and I think I was wearing so much makeup and the hat and stuff, you couldn't even really tell that it was me. So they thought that maybe it was like the opening act. I went out and I did it and I just kept going and no laughter at all. Like literally so awkward. And then I was like, I think I'm gonna have to break character otherwise people are going to start walking out so then I was like surprise it's me you thought the whole show was going to be like that and they were like no we just thought it was oh. fucking weird but then I, I hadn't thought through that I would then have to continue doing the rest of the hour so I had to do an hour of new material in a mime outfit with a beret and one of the Pizza Express t-shirts and a little chalked up face terrible it's best never to do that when I was in Reading on my last tour I was so bored of the tour they were doing My Fair Lady and there was this really funny black wig and I thought I'm going to just do the show in that and I came out with a black wig no one noticed no one cared (laughs) and then just halfway through I just slid the wig off and just (laughs) threw it I thought they are going to piss when they see me in a wig and they're like no yeah you were, anyway, you were the human equivalent of that Homer Simpson meme backing into the bush. Yes, it's that, it, yes. isn't it? It's that moment where you're just like, okay, this bit hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. We would firstly like to welcome on board any of our passengers with small children, and then secondly, any mime artists. If the passengers with small children could make their way through door A, and if the mime artist could pretend to go down some stairs with a large suitcase into an imaginary basement, that would be much appreciated. Thank you for your assistance. So tell me somewhere you've been that you've absolutely hated, and we're not slagging off, this is a safe space, which we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah. name of your new podcast Indeed. so where have you been and you've gone we're not we're not dissing a place but you know sometimes shit's happened you've lost your luggage you've had mm. food poisoning where have i had an i mean a, a nightmare situation that i remember 
just because it was it was the first time I'd ever done travels with my father and we traveled to uh, the uh, the far east and it was the f- first experience of doing that show it's the first experience of my dad ever really traveling outside of um Europe and uh so you know we we were kind of you know it was it was it was the unknown and we booked the 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 trip and i think we booked like two months worth of traveling which in hindsight was far far too long and as the series progressed the time frame that we went traveling got shorter and shorter and shorter <laughs> to the point of like the last season of travels with my father that we did we did it in the uk over the course of three weeks and there couldn't be more than like a yeah. three-hour drive from yeah, his yeah. house but that time we did it for two months and it was right at the end of the two months and we were in vietnam when we were in like northern Vietnam in like quite a rural area and we had a five and a half hour car journey up to the top of a mountain to visit a community in Vietnam where all of the women are in charge and we thought it would be a really fun um, like place to take my dad and sort of wind him up (laughs) and it was basically one joke that we were going to take him to this little village at the top of the mountain and then surprise daddy here all everyone in charge is a woman (laughs) you don't like that do you you old bigger like that that was it that was the and it was totally my idea i was like this will be so funny but we had broken him by that point like he's You know, he was in his late 70s at this point. He uh, didn't really want to go on the trip in the first place. He was already cantankerous and wanting to go home after a week, two months in. And we were like, we, we got four and a half hours into this car journey and he'd been ranting and raving. And we were we were halfway up the mountain. And, and he was like, I'm not doing it. I will not get out of the car. And I realized that he was serious. So I had to stop like the fleet of cars with all of the producers in the other cars as well. And I had to just get them all out. Like, we're going to have to have a little time out here. I genuinely think we've he's done now. He's like, the safe word has been shouted out and we're going to have to turn around. So we had to turn around all the cars oh, and drive shit. back down the mountain. And he had to have two days of just decompressing in a five-star hotel. And then yeah. we had to get on a plane to come home and uh, not do it again for another two years. Because what was holidays like with him as a kid? Has he always been cantankerous? Or yeah, has but he got worse? He just doesn't do anything. Like When we were on holidays as kids, like me and my mum and my brothers and sisters, we would all go off and do things. And then he would just sit in a villa in the south of France um, reading the Times or books about... <laughs> you know, Mussolini, and, and that would be our holidays. <laughs> he would sit there reading books about dictators and then we would go and visit, um, you know, markets and go yeah. to, you know, do fun excursions yeah. and Roman ruins or whatever, and he would just remain in the hotel and drink and read about fascists. <laughs> and that worked great. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so in in that environment, it, it he sort of works, but yeah. whenever yeah. he has to do anything or he has to be active or mm. his... Um, fascist um, books are taken away from him, then he gets quite angry. <laughs> Did you ever have a lad's holiday? Did you ever go to Magaluf where mm. you just forget all your morals? Yes, I've been on quite a few of those lad's holidays. Um, Do you still got, you suppose you know, you've got a girlfriend now, you've got to kind of just be a bit more mature, and yeah. Has she spoken to you? <laughs> have you had, you've had words, haven't you? Did she, she text wants me to you? do an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think probably my lad's days are very much numbered. I yeah. did go to Ibiza this year because yeah. I do love Ibiza and I've yeah. been there. Do you like so the every... nice side or the bad side? Because Ibiza, I've said this before, and it brings out either your evil side or your good side. Yes. <laughs> the evil side. <laughs> 
I always have good intentions and I'm always yeah. told that there is this good side of the island and you yeah. can go and do yoga and stuff. Mm. I haven't yet quite found it. Like, um, it's maybe more of something you do during daylight hours. Uh, but no, I, I, I absolutely um, love going there. And so I've, that summer I've been uh, quite a few times um, and had a few lads holidays there. Um, the first lads holiday I went on, I went uh, with my mates and I was still living at home at the time. And I always remember that I got out there and my mum had managed to somehow get into my suitcase. And I opened it up on day one of this lad's holiday. And there were 30 condoms packed in my bag that she had smuggled into the bag. I was there for three days. I was like, how much use do you think these would get? Like, I was yeah. a very awkward, like, 19-year-old yeah. I mean, boy. How horny were you? I know. It's insane. And, I, and the funny thing is, I honestly, I counted them when I came back and there were 31. I had gained a condom uh, rather than used any of them on that trip. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com SBO. Terms and conditions apply. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. This episode is brought to you by The Weather Channel. It's suggested that brands avoid using sound effects in podcast ads. And remember to speak in a chill tone. Well, here's a suggestion for everyday life. Tap into The Weather Channel app. It's loaded with insights that help you manage your allergies, breathe easy, and use your outside voice. What in the weather are you waiting for? Be a force of nature with The Weather Channel app. The other thing that happened on, uh, I don't think it was that holiday, but it was certainly one of my earlier lads' holidays. I think I had been uh, to Estonia with some of my friends. Um, and uh, <laughs> this is not great. Again, still living at home with my mum and still very much a mummy's boy at the time. And she, at that point, had access to all of my bank <laughs> accounts and bank sort of bank details. And uh, I remember waking up one morning and her calling me and her going, um, what were you doing last night? And I had been to a, a club with some friends uh, at which there were some um, some ladies dancing of an exotic nature. Oh. And uh, <laughs> she said to me, um, yes, there is a large transaction made <laughs> last night at 10 o'clock uh, at a place called Sin. S-I-N-N. And I was hung over and somehow thought, managed to think on my feet. And I was like, oh, yes, that is 
a Japanese restaurant. Uh, sin, sin sushi. Uh, we went there. I took my friends and I treated them to a delicious meal of sashimi and miso soups and tempura prawns and all, su- all such things. Hence why it was quite expensive. But it was a delicious sushi restaurant. It was one of the best Japanese meals I've ever had, mother. And she went, yes, it must have been very good because there was another transaction made at midnight and one o'clock. I was like, we were very hungry. We were very, very hungry boys. Growing boys. Here on Allen Air, we are proud to have partnered up with Sin Nightclub as we introduce our in-flight cocktail menu. Why not sit back and enjoy a cock gobbler or flaming gash? Oh, just get your lips around a long, hard finger. It's got to be happy hours somewhere. <laughs> Are you adventurous on holiday? Will you try the street food and everything? Yes, I, yeah. I, I will. I will try to be as adventurous as possible. I think again because of sort of my um, upbringing uh, and living in the household that I did. Uh, you know, we weren't fed very adventurous food because my dad had a sort of. <laughs> A sort of war diet, I guess. It was all like very bland, unseasoned food and spam and potatoes and two veg every night, obliterated. Like, so we never really were able to eat anything ex- exotic, which means the minute I was able to go away on my own and, and, and travel without him, I, I, I definitely became far more adventurous with uh, what I wanted to eat and try to broaden my palate. And so... I am, yeah, a, a bit of a foodie as well, so I do love um, eating out when I'm abroad. What's the most extravagant thing you've popped in your mouth? Because we had Damon Albarn here, and he had monkey brain soup. Oh, wow. I mean, he made me just feel like I had no get up and go, you know what no, I mean? No, I, no. You know, like, oh, I've had Thai street food. It was like, you piss on the shark. It's a Viking recipe, and it oh ferments, and you bury the shark, and then you dig it up, and then you eat it. Oh. The recipe's on CFAX for anyone listening. Have you ever done anything like that? Yeah, I've 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 eaten some quite um, gruesome things. Pissed on shark? Not a pissed on shark. No. Uh, <laughs> you freak! I shot on it. <laughs> I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. That's not a thing. Uh, brown shark. <laughs> brown, brown. Why is it brown? My own feces. Um, what have I eaten? I ate in China. I ate quite a lot of. They try everything there. No. Yes. It's not like the Chinese food that maybe we're accustomed to in That's the UK. That's what people say when they go. That Ollie Murs. He was on here and he was. He was, he was worried about being cancelled because he said, ah, oh, you know, the food was disgusting. Well, I don't want to get cancelled. You can slag off yeah. someone's cuisine if you don't want to eat fucking, what is it, chicken heads or the feet. The feet. feet. Have you ever had the chicken feet? No, I, 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 ha- I have had chicken feet. What, I also like? had a broth. Uh, I mean, exactly as you'd expect them to taste. <laughs> Very gristly and unpleasant. I had a, a pork broth why that I ordered in China. Why have a breast or a thigh? Why I know. have the feet? Why have the feet? Why do they do it? Well, I don't know. And I you don't, don't know where the feet No been. waist. You know, nose to beak. Not nose to beak. Beak. No. <laughs> Foot to beak. Nose to beak. That's not a lot of the animal at all. <laughs> nose very, to tail. That's a very small or, part of the chicken. <laughs> you should eat. <laughs> I only beak. eat no, nose, to, <laughs> nose to beak. I'm an extreme diet. Just nose, <laughs> nose to beak. To beak. <laughs> it's essentially fasting. Um, no. <laughs> nose to tail. Um yeah, I've had feet. I've also ordered a pork broth in China that came and it was like a broth of 
uh, like a clear broth and in it uh, a pig's knuckle with a straw in the knuckle oh. so you could s- <laughs> suck out <laughs> the marrow from the pig's knuckle oh, in the broth. And I'm, I'm again, I, I get quite, like, British in that situation. I was too awkward to send anything back or say this oh. wasn't quite what I'd envisaged when I'd ordered the broth. I was expecting, like, a kind of Wagamama ramen. Oh, instead, no, no, that is I'm, nice. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I'm there trying to slurp it up and, and um, suck this marrow. So basically marrow. a trotter poking out. A trotter, and you've got to suck up the... Oh, no. Oh, it's no. actually making me wretch even That's thinking disgusting. about it. disgusting. Yeah. Can you imagine this just hand coming out of a yeah. soup? It'd be terrifying. Do you remember Carrie when that hand comes out of the grave? But but a trotter. Or, or you could do it with a chicken's um, yes. claw as well if you wanted yes. to try it in that. <laughs> Dress it up and then maybe you'd find it more appealing. I actually met my girlfriend in uh, Australia and uh, I t- it's a way you have to be careful, I think, with, with Chinese food. I took her on our first ever date and uh, I'd asked around because I'm obviously not from Australia and said, what's the best restaurant in Sydney? And someone told me there's this great Chinese restaurant and we went there and, and she arrived and we sat down and she told me that she was uh, a vegan and she'd just gone <laughs> vegan and was, you know, this was like the first month of being a vegan and how excited she was to be a vegan. Oh, no. And they sat her down and she was literally in front of a <laughs> wall of ducks that were just strung up behind her oh, i was like oh god this maybe wasn't the right restaurant to choose and also of all the seats in the house why this one so we had this meal and then afterwards i was like well let's leave this horrible like you know massacre behind us duck and go graveyard. and have this duck graveyard uh, i'm sorry this is very triggering for you we'll go to the, a bar because i got recommended a really lovely bar in mm. sydney as well and so we left the restaurant and we went to this bar and it was it was like something out of a sitcom I opened the door to this bar and the bar was taxidermy themed I've never like no. every animal you could possibly conceive of beheaded and stuffed and hung on the wall and, and I walked in I was like at this point it feels like whoever gave me these like recommendations <laughs> knew exactly what was going on and is just winding me up I'm so sorry we can stay here if you'd like or we could go and try and find somewhere that doesn't have dead animals hung from the wall there must be somewhere in Sydney <laughs> yeah, it is vegan friendly. Maybe corn or something. Yes, there's just tofu's hanging from the walls. <laughs> I had something like that when uh, we went to P Town, the province town. It's like gay Disneyland. Everyone is gay there. Everyone is gay. The postman's gay. No. Everyone is gay. And then we went to this gay bar and we kept bumping into this gay couple. And I was like, and they came in the gay bar. I was like, oh, fucking, it's them again. I said, Paul, let's go upstairs. Yeah. We went upstairs. Oh, my God, on this widescreen telly. It was the most graphic gay porn you've ever seen. And, of course, they come upstairs. I'm having a white wine next to this <laughs> being fisted. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and I really wish I'd just stayed downstairs. I didn't know it was up there. No. Quick hide from them. I was like, Hi. <laughs> Big fucking scream. I'm just the most disgusting going on. Were you on your own? No, I was with my, oh, my yeah, we... Paul, my ex. Oh. But it, it could, the only way it could have been worse if I was sitting there basically having a no, wank by myself. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I had a gig that I booked in, in Los Angeles. 
Uh, well, I didn't book it, okay? This was after my last tour, and I just finished my tour, and I think the like final date that I'd done had been the O2, and I flew out to America, and I said, could you just book me a couple of gigs, because I don't want to go, you know, rusty. I'm thinking of doing some shows out in the States, so can you book me a couple of shows in Los Angeles? You know, expecting them to put me into some modestly-sized theatres. Um, I wasn't expecting the O2, but I got sent this, um, this address for this gig that they'd booked me. I landed off the plane. I went there. I got to the address, and I looked up, and I said, this can't be right, because it was a sex shop. It was a sex <laughs> shop in the middle of um, West Hollywood. And I, I called the agent. I was like, y- you've sent me the address for the gig, but I'm, a- I'm outside it. And, and it's, a, it's a sex shop. There's like a load of bull gags hanging in the window and, 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 and an array of dildos. This, this can't be right. And they're like, oh, no, no, sorry, we didn't mention that. It is in a sex shop, but it's sort of out back and it's kind of a quirky night. Comedians love it. You'll have a great time. I walked in there and there was no stage. It was like 30 seats set out in the middle of an active sex shop with other people looking around. And I and I said, you know what? I I I my ego is 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 is, is you know like moderate, but there are there are there are standards that I have, and I'm afraid this is the threshold. I'm not doing a gig in a sex shop. So just tell them that I my plane got cancelled, I never arrived, I perished in the ocean. I don't care what you say, I I'm afraid I'm not gonna do the gig. And I hung up and then the owner of the of the gig the guy that was running it walked over to me and he was like are you here for the comedy show and i went no no i I, i'm not and then realized that because i'd said no i'm not i the only other explanation for being in there was that i was a customer so then i had to browse i was like should i buy something if i buy something would that throw him off the scent but i'm actually a comedian that's like wimped out of doing his sex shop gig i looked at a couple of dildos did some window shopping and and then walked out and went home and was like i think that's it for my american career listen we all like a quirky venue but that's no that's a piss take that is a piss take. that is a section no one no. wants to perform there. no and, to, and piss taking though i think there were some funnels as well there it was oh. you know they had everything it was tawdry i was once in a sex shop and there was um, this discreet clip stimulator on this mannequin and i thought oh let's have a look so i pressed the button fucking hell the mannequin flew off with the vibration <laughs> was so much oh this isn't discreet <laughs> but then what can you say <laughs> oh <laughs> Flew off, <laughs> off the display unit. You're picking up a mannequin. <laughs> Try before you buy. Can we remind our passengers that the use of clit stimulators on Allen Air is strictly prohibited, but can be used in the toilets if popped on airplane mode. Thank you. Do you complain? Do you complain on holiday? Uh, no, I, I tend to not complain. I get a, a bit awkward. But then do you do a, like a nasty thing on TripAdvisor? You're quite malicious. No, I wouldn't. And also, <laughs> I, I think whoever I'm with, be it like my girlfriend or if I'm traveling with my my family, like I'm, I'm get very embarrassed if someone else is making a scene as well. Yeah, okay, I n- never, nice. never, never make a scene no. for me. Like that's the you know, the the cardinal rule, and will always try and pacify a situation. Have you ever though? Say you get a smoky room. Say there's a fag burn on your pillow. Say there's a pube on your pillowcase. I just honestly, I you think just I, suck it up. Well, I wouldn't suck it up. I blow it off. I think probably. What does that or, mean? Well, <laughs> oh, oh, I thought. Yeah, not, okay. Not physically <laughs> blow it off, <laughs> Alan. I would. I not... thought you were going to blow off the hotel manager. You thought I would fillet the pube <laughs> on my pillow. No, I would. <laughs> 
blow it now, to get uh, you rid see, of that's it. That's all the sex talk. Yeah, it's the... fucked with my Yeah, mind. it really has. Blew it off. <laughs> you make me sick, people like you. Yes. <laughs> Suck off a puke. I would remove it from my pillow. Oh, okay. Discreetly. Yes. Sorry, English is my first <laughs> or, language. Or maybe, maybe a, yeah, flick it off. But I, w- I don't think I would complain. Okay, you've got a show, a very important show in LA. And they in put in a put in a sex shop, <laughs> dildos to buy, and they put you in the room next to the lift, and all you can do is ping. Does that get on your nerves? Or that ever happened to you? No, to me. I, see again, I'd be like, well, that's on me. I've got to somehow oh try and God. get man some up, Jack. I never thought I'd be saying to you, man up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because I again, like, I grew up with a father who complained all the time oh, and ranting and raving, yeah. and it's it's left me it quite scarred. Really get you anywhere? Does no, all the ranting and raving. No, we were in a restaurant in Hungary, and it, we went to like a haute cuisine experience in Hungary, and there was a, a waiter that my father um, took umbridge with and <laughs> it was like I remember all of the items on the menu were quite really reductive descriptions of the, like it was, the start was just called egg or like <laughs> the the dessert was strawberry and he'd ordered strawberry and it was taking forever and I was like well it's fine you know I'm sure when it comes out it'll be great and he was like no, no I'm gonna say something and he got this waiter over was like why could you tell the ask the chef why on earth this strawberry dessert is taking so long and the waiter was like it's taking long because the chef is not making dessert he is making art and I was like oh god why have you said that it's like literally <laughs> like you've just kicked the hornet's nest in. like I could see like the vein tremoring on dad's forehead I was like oh god he's gonna blow now he's like what's fucking art art what do you mean art go and tell him that his piece of art is gonna be delivered out here in 10 or 15 minutes time and then I'm gonna consume it and his art is gonna be turned into a shit later on tonight would you tell him that I was like please don't tell him that you do not need to tell him that <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Bi. It's Wonder Water. What makes Bi so great? It's simple. From Raspberry Lemon Lime by Sydney Sweeney to Zambia Bing Cherry and Palavo Pineapple Mango, Bi has antioxidants, electrolytes, and no artificial sweeteners. So for flavorful hydration, choose Bi. It's Wonder Water. Learn more about Bi and discover all of the exotic, bold flavors at drinkbi.com. I looked on your Instagram. Yeah, on the gram. Yeah, on the yeah. gram. Looked at the grid. You've been to Florence. What do you think of Florence? Because it's one of my favourite places. Oh, yeah, I love Florence. Did you go for sexy time with Roxy? No, I went for <laughs> corporate-sponsored content time. Slightly less sexy. <laughs> well, I'm hard. <laughs> I'm into that. The most romantic city in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I was going there courtesy of Bira Moretti. Uh, a court- oh, no. no. You want to go back there because it's yeah. so sexy and lovely and romantic. Yeah. yeah what did I do in Florence? Um, I, can't, I can't think now. Well, no, it doesn't matter. If you'd, but I just it's think a it's a cor- nice place to go. Yeah, but I was there just, you know, taking the corporate dollar <laughs> on my we knees all do on that. those cobbled streets. I've done that. I've sucked the corporate cock. 
I don't mind who knows it. <laughs> and I do so in the most romantic city in the world. <laughs> I know, Florence, it is a shame. You should have done like Milton Keynes or I know. somewhere like that. But Florence is yeah. beautiful. I don't know whether that would have washed with Bira Moretti. I feel like they they were the main drivers behind it being Florence. I'm sure if I'd suggested Milton Keynes, they might have been like, this isn't quite uh, on brand for us. <laughs> So tell us about your podcast, Safe Space. What's it about? Safe Space, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have a podcast. I mean, I guess it's inevitable eventually, isn't it? I know. I was a bit like, oh, pod- everyone does a podcast, but they are fun. And they? Yeah, if they are fun. They're great. And have a laugh and a giggle. And I feel like it's the question I got asked the most were, uh, when are you going to have a baby? Um, why haven't you learned to drive? And when are you going to have a podcast? And I thought, of the three, I think a podcast is probably going to be <laughs> the least commitment <laughs> at this juncture and might be the easiest to just sort of um, do. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing the podcast. It's called Safe Space. It's a, 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 a place where people can come and they can share their most embarrassing tales oh. and get them off their chest. I sort of feel like that's something that we do as comedians and yeah. we have this amazing outlet. If something embarrassing happens to us in our lives, we can go on stage and tell you know people in a theater and it's quite a cathartic experience so i thought we'd try and create this space where um you know uh, guests and, and and callers can yeah. can bring their most embarrassing woes that have been keeping them up at night into the safe space and we can uh, share them together and hopefully they can move on with their lives so that's the idea behind it because it's a weird job what we've got isn't it i mean like um i've mentioned this before but you know i, I end up shitting myself on a, an inca monument in mexico where most people would be horrified but I just go, ooh, material. Exactly, exactly. This will be funny. I know, you're never present, are you? If something <laughs> terrible happens to you, no matter what it is, all you're thinking is how quickly can I get to my phone and write this down as a note so yeah. that hopefully in, in a couple of months' time I could uh, work this up into a mm. bit and deliver it on stage dressed as a mime. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I, and when's I, this safe space out? Is it out now? It's out at the end of November. And you're busy? Bad Education's back? Bad Education is back, yes. That's been great fun, revisiting it 10 years later. And we've done this uh, special reunion episode where we say goodbye to my character, Alfie Wickers. And then we've rebooted the series with uh, two of my original class, Leighton Williams and uh, Charlie Wernham now working as young teachers at the school <laughs> so it's been very fun sort of producing that and, and taking a slightly different role in the capacity of like sort of show running it and, and working with these amazing like young writers and new actors and stuff and, and producing the show so yeah that's that's been really exciting and uh, hopefully will uh, will be a treat for all of the fans of the original series as well Oh that's nice, I mean I love Lane, he came to see my stand-up show and guess who I, ca- get, I haven't told anyone, guess who came to see me Sweden show who Greta Thunberg what yes she said, can she come backstage I was like I had those fucking plastic bottles <laughs> <laughs> I was like honestly I was like no. everything really? like a real hand ashtray I put it straight in the bin no that's no. <laughs> <laughs> elephant boot <laughs> Umbrella stand. No, no, no. Look yeah, at that toilet. Be... Hasn't even been flushed. <laughs> yeah, That's that. how much I, I love the drink environment. This toilet water. Yeah. Hey, yeah. what's that, Mother Earth? You're welcome. Yeah. Get, get a whiff of that. Not showered in a week. <laughs> Which on tour is quite the commitment, Greta. I know. That's how sweet is that, though? Lovely, isn't it? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Very nice. Greta Thunberg. We will shortly be arriving in Ibiza. Can you please put on your seatbelts, stow away your glow sticks, and make sure you're in the mashup position? Cross check to manual, cross check to manual. Thank you, cabin crew. 
Well, we're about to start our descent now. Mm. So I uh, just got time for a quick fire quiz, okay? This quick is fire so quiz. quick fire yeah. quiz. Mojito or mint tea? I shouldn't have taken a drink just before the quick fire quiz. That wasn't very well thought through. I'd broken mojito, please. Mojito, lovely. Wait, mint tea or like a Long Island ice? No, no, no it's no, either no, like no. alcoholic or not. Oh, oh got it, yeah, yeah. Nudist or not on your Nelly, have you ever skinny dipped abroad? Oh, my God. Yes, so much. Naked all the time. Like some of the family videos that my mum has managed to dig out. It's insane. To an age where it is totally unacceptable. She showed me one of us on a holiday in France. I've got to be 16 or 17 years old. And it is me naked in the pool playing water polo with all of my siblings. All of them in costumes. Mum in a costume. Sister in a costume. Me. The ball goes out of the pool. I get out to go and get it. I'm completely star bollock naked. So weird. So weird. So weird. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of nudity. Okay, that's good to know. Sarong or thong? Sarong or, or thong. thong? I would go thong. Just thong. thong. Just the thong. Why not, hey? That's not, overdressed not for you. That's overdressed for me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guard, no thanks, I'm hard. Do you pack guard? Will you take a mozzie net or I'll do you don't take, care? I'll take a mozzie net. Mozzie oh, oh, no, oh, as in... Well, when you go abroad, do you will you pack all your little mozzie no, guard no, no, things? No, 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 I'll just, or just risk go, it, yeah. Do you get bitten a lot? Yeah, a fair <laughs> amount. Well, I'm not wearing any clothes as well, so there's plenty <laughs> so of surface to, area to so suck. So much to bite. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, tip them or fuck them. Do you tip them or do you go, fuck you, I'll never see you again? Tip them, tip them. That's very big nice. Tipper. I knew you'd be a lovely tipper. Tipper. That's lovely. A lovely big tipper. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to the dildo yeah, shop. <laughs> I'll have a lovely big tipper, please, in hemp. <laughs> Thank you so much for flying, Alan Air. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for flying, Alan Air. Thank you, Jack Whitehall. Jack's podcast, Safe Space, is available now on Audible. And don't miss the Bad Education Christmas special on December the 15th. What's that, dear listeners? Can you have a best of episode of Life's a Beach next week? Where we revisit the funniest stories, the cheekiest trips and the best guests. Well, you've been such good boys and girls this year. You deserve it. Just see it as a special gift from me. Alan Carr. Yes. Life's a beach.